Welcome to Liquid Courage, the podcast where I, Amanda Pereira, sit down with a fellow female artist that I admire and ask them the questions I've never had the guts to ask them before. Sounds scary? Well, it is. So I use a little liquid courage in the form of their favorite drink. We cheers, chat, and connect as I attempt to soak up all the wisdom these women have to offer. Today I sit down with Jen Pogue and enjoy some cold beer and some fancy wine glasses. Jen is an award-winning actor and producer, and one of the most pleasant human beings you'll ever get to spend time with. She is one-third of Film Coop, a Toronto-based film collective and production company, an associate producer for Women on Screen, and an industry series producer for the Canadian Film Festival. She co-created and co-hosts Women on Screen Out Loud, a podcast showcasing influential women who work in film and television through written essays and conversation. Jen is also a voice actor, and during COVID, she launched My Storytime Project, where she professionally records herself reading aloud whatever children's storybook she receives as a request, and then she posts it online in the hopes that it offers a few moments of relief to parents everywhere. And in case that's not enough to keep her busy, Jen also holds a certificate from the Canadian Institute of Floral Design and runs a side floral design business called Flowers by Jen, creating beautiful, whimsical works of floral art. So among many titles, Jen is an actor, a producer, and a woman I admire immensely. Hi, Jen. Hi, Amanda. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my God. Thank you. I was just saying to you, like, thank you for being here. I was just saying to you, I have wanted to connect with you one-on-one for honestly, I think maybe six years, seven years. Like that's a pathetic number, but, um, I just think you're so wonderful in so many ways and like so talented in so many areas that I, there are, I have so many like times where I've written down, um, like consult with Jen, maybe reach out to Jen, ask Jen. And then I never do. So I'm just like, okay, when I was wanting to do this podcast, I'm like, I got to talk. So you've saved, you've saved it all for today. Like, I'm just going to get grilled with all your questions from the past six years today. Yeah. Yeah. Basically this is a free consult. No, not at all. Imagine I was just like, so if I was doing this kind of project, um, where should I apply for funding? Imagine I just started like using this as a, oh no, no. Um, okay. So you drink, so you were telling me you drink beer out of a wine glass, which I love, love. Why not? Um, I really love these glasses that were given to me as a housewarming gift when I first moved into this apartment. And um, it's one of the few nice things I own. So I just drink everything out of them. (laughs) (laughs) Then it makes me feel great all the time. Yeah, I just feel like a classy lady. I also, and I'm usually pretty, uh, even just trying to pick a drink for tonight, I'm like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to feel. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. It's going to be a wine. It's going to be a beer. Depends on, it depends on the vibe. So anyways, when you're indecisive, you drink beer out of your wine glass. You drink beer out of your, I love it. Well, yeah, it's like we're drinking beer and wine. Like it's perfect. Yeah. And I've actually, I haven't used these, this wine glass yet. I bought it. Oh, it's making a great weird thing on the video, but it's like a, where it's like a rainbow sort of. Oh, it's gorgeous. Look and I I'm like, why not? I mean, I didn't do a good pour because I got so excited you were drinking out of a wine glass, ran <laughs> off camera, quickly did it, and it's awful. But um, cheers, well, cheers, Jen. Thanks so much yeah. for being here with me today. What Thank a cute you for little... inviting me. It's oh. like it's like we're out for a drink together, which we are, but right? virtually. 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 Honestly, uh-huh. I feel like this is just the new way people have drinks together. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about it, but I'm also just like, it is what it is. And it's better than not being able, like, what if I didn't have internet and I couldn't see the beautiful space, you know? Imagine you had dial up. Imagine we had dial up. 
imagine we had dial up and we can imagine that I remember that I know this would be like a six hour conversation just to get like 10 minutes worth of content Oh, because honey. my mom would pick up the phone. <laughs> yeah. She'd forget. Oh, yeah. She'd be like, Jen, my brother would be playing World of Warcraft and I'd be like, exactly. get off. It'd be so frustrating. We only have one computer. Get off. <laughs> yeah, get off. Exactly. Yeah. A podcast, I couldn't do a podcast then. And the editing would be disastrous. It would be awful. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I want to. What a um, world. What a world, right? And this mm-hmm. is why I'm like, I'm so lucky to have internet. Like I, every, every single day, I'm like, I am so, I watch Real Housewives. I'm like, I'm so lucky to have internet. Like every, yeah. anything I do. Um, okay. I want to ask you about acting first. You sure. wonderful actor, you. Okay. Oh. Did you always know that you wanted to be an actor? And like, did you have a lot of friends growing up that also wanted to be in the arts? I had no friends that wanted to be in the arts growing up. Um, I, I grew up in a small town just north of Toronto, Stouffville, mm. Ontario, Stouffville, mm-hmm. yeah. um, which is a very big hockey town, as mm. you know, a lot of small town Ontario kids can probably relate to. Yeah, you, you grew up close, right? Yeah. In Newmarket? I, I'm, yeah, I grew up in um, Ronsonsville in Toronto, but then in my, mm. when I was like a teenager though, I moved to, or no, earlier than that, moved to Aurora. So like very close. Aurora. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good memory, yeah. Jen. I, I, yeah. Um, so then I, uh, yeah, I, I was a very shy kid, long story short, somehow mm. fell into like a church play or something like that. And then immediately was like, oh, this feels right. Um, characters and, <laughs> yeah. you know, finding your voice and <laughs> uh, collaboration and community and blah and not sports. Great. <laughs> <laughs> it was just that, just so, not sports, like fabulous. Not sports. So I, I've always said like, as soon as I discovered that being an actor was a job I was like oh well I picked that one like if I, if <laughs> yeah. I have to pick something then I pick that yeah. so it was as easy as that let me tell you <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly like, that's all I have to do right now I sign up and yeah. now they hire me we're good great Great. So that's that's my path. Okay, yeah. this is the way it's gonna go. So, yeah. um, and then I I participated in as many like community theater stuff as I possibly could as a teenager. Um, and I was in like the Markham Theater, and mm-hmm. I did my first. I did a Newmarket Theater. I did um, uh, Beauty and the Beast. There, I played Beauty. It was oh. lovely. Um, uh, I did my first professional gig at the Herringate Barn Dinner Theater in a musical review that was there. When I was 18 years old, I missed my high school graduation because I was performing that night and I got paid every night and they gave me pie and I thought I had made it. No, I I don't think you were, you were correct in that thought. Like if I got paid and I got pie and you were, yeah. How did that feel missing? Was that a hard decision to make missing your graduation over a a paid gig? Not at all. Not one bit. I was like, well, I'm living my dream doing what I do. Um, yeah. And then I got into college for acting. I went to Humber College for the acting conservatory there and for a couple of years. And then I moved to the big old bad city of Toronto. <laughs> and I truly lived out my dream of being a emerging actor slash waitress. For the next fifteen, yeah, for the next fifteen years of my life. So, (laughs) when you're a kid, like I, I I feel like when you're a kid and you're like, oh yeah, that's what I want to do. Like you said, oh my god, that's a job. That's what I want to do. It's, it's, it's odd because it's like one of those jobs where you see it and you're like, I want to act. But then in being in having a career as an actor, you realize how little you're actually acting and how 
much you're like auditioning or like hustling or hustling like trying to just make money so that you can go to an audition or yeah yeah it's uh how was how was your family like what was their reaction when you said you wanted to be in the arts when you wanted to perform oh no um I think they were very surprised (laughs) oh um uh, nobody in my family really pursued anything like mm. that, 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 that we're close with by any means. So I think they were kind of like, but they've always been absolutely wonderful and very encouraging. So I, I think I, I made it pretty clear pretty early on. So they were like, okay. So they took me to all my, you know, rehearsals and my mom, I remember she, she, I was like, mom, I need a headshot. Like mm. actors have headshots. And mm-hmm. she's like, uh, okay. So she sussed out some, <laughs> Uh, photographer in the Markham area and I've got this like yeah. very strange photo of me with like a little elephant in the background and like a rug on the wall like it's it's a very bizarre photo <laughs> but that was what we determined a headshot was you know like yeah well <laughs> and, and a your family's just thing. like like they're they don't know and they're just doing their best they're like sure yeah, and it's like exactly it's a weird industry it doesn't the industry and like I for me at least like it, a lot of the things don't make sense they're not you know so it's not an oh my god it would be a hard thing if my kid was like I want to do this and I knew nothing about it it's and it's such a it's such a tricky business to navigate like I can only imagine my mom trying her very best but not understanding whatsoever and just like all she all she ever wanted was for me to be happy so it's like yeah yeah, they're wonderful but Mm -hmm. at least they still don't totally get it but they still you know (laughs) check in I tell them what I'm doing they nod their heads yeah and then we talk about the weather you know like that's just (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, and are there ever times where like, cause it is, it is a hard thing to explain or even like, I was just talking to my dad on the phone. He's like, how are you? I'm like, oh, I'm really busy. Like with different projects for work. And he's thinking, oh, she's busy. So she's probably making a lot of money. So she's fine. And it's like, no, no, no. None of those projects are paying me. Like it's, it's a very hard sort of thing to navigate. Do you ever yeah, I guess, I guess when does it become difficult when you can't really relate to your family in that way? Like, let's say it's a family vacation or if it's an event that you're like, I can't go to this or like, this is where you not understanding my job kind of gets in the way. Yeah, that's a great question. Um... <laughs> your faces are great. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, what are my little tricks and quirks for that? I don't know. It's like so second nature now. I'm mm. like, huh. I'm just like, I'm like, mom, uh, especially lately, I guess, with like Zoom calls and meetings and Mm. things like that, because she's, okay, so not to get into like pandemic talk necessarily, but at the beginning Mm. of the pandemic, a lot of my work, our work, my partner and I uh, went away. Mm -hmm. So, so, so to my family, I was just suddenly unemployed. Mm. But to me, it's like, okay, those jobs went away, but like now we hustle in a new way. Now we learn how to pivot. Now we learn how to like switch that deal to this. Now I figure out how, what it means to audition online. Now I, mm-hmm. now, now is the time to perfect my self tape setup. You know what I mean? Mm. So I, so my mom would be like, oh, what'd you do this week? Anything? And I'm like, you know, mom, I keep busy. I, I keep busy. Yeah. Like <laughs> without necessarily saying all those things that I just said to you. Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird because you're just constantly working without knowing when that paycheck is going to come. So it's not Mm -hmm. like a, yeah, you must relate to that too. Like, yeah, it's strange. And then also there's a shame in it being about the paycheck, which it, 
it wasn't, it's about the passion, but you also Mm -hmm. need the paycheck and you deserve the paycheck. You're, you know, Mm -hmm. you're great at what you do. It is a very, you know, it is a a strange sort of like ebb and flow peaks and valleys of, I'm going to put in a ton of work now and it might not pay off for a year, but it will. Yeah, it is. And, and I, yeah, I get it. I mean, sometimes it's just easier to say, yeah, I've been busy than sort of be like, I've been doing these things. Let me define all of them and explain all of them and why they might be worthwhile, but why they might not be and why they, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the go-to phrase. Like, oh, you know, keeping busy. Keeping busy. Keeping well. Yeah. Yeah. Mentally stable and we're doing great. So you don't have to worry. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Cooked a a new roast the other night, Ma. Yeah. 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 Ate a great roast. Um, (laughs) In terms of acting gigs that you've done, what's like an a type of acting scene that you would love to do that you haven't gotten to do yet? Ooh, wow. That's a really good question. Um, I have a new love for, uh, and I think this has come from a lot of what's in town right now and what's mm. been going on and, and some of what I did last year. I definitely have a love for being that quirky friend character mm. in a terrible cheesy Hallmark style movie or something like that. Um, (laughs) and I haven't been, I've done a lot of auditioning for it, but I have not yet Mm -hmm. done as much as I want to do with that. So I want to be like that hilarious, quirky, dry witted friend Mm. (laughs) in a, in like a Hallmark movie. Yeah. Or like a romantic comedy or like something with a little bit of grit or, you know, maybe a little bit more than that. So, mm -hmm. yes. All Mm -hmm. right. Like all the supporting, all the supporting characters in all the Julia Roberts films. Like that's, <laughs> yeah, just yeah. any, yeah, any of those ones. Yeah, any of those ones. Totally. Or like, uh, I would love to, I mean, this isn't really like cheesy rom-com, but like a uh, Melissa McCarthy character in Bridesmaids, mm. like just that yes. friend who's like, snap the fuck out of it. Like, oh, yes. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So fun. Oh, I would love that. What, like, okay, so you have, you've been working in this industry for, yeah, you said over 15 years. Mm -hmm. I'm curious, what is now looking back and this might be different now with, you know, with, with the pandemic happening, but what is something that you wish you could, you would have learned sooner or you would have known sooner. You could go back and be like, Hey, starting out actor, here's a hot tip for you. I love these like (laughs) deep questions. Yeah. This is why we drink. This is why we also drink on this show. No. (laughs) Well, then I got to, I'm getting these notifications. I got to turn those off. Quit. Get out of here. This is drinking podcast time. It's your agent being like, Hey, we got an audition for a Hallmark movie. Hey, you're going to be the quirky girl. And you're like, get out of here. I'm I'm like, no, not Not right right now. now. Not right now. But immediately after, yes, Mm -hmm. I will respond to that email. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) So what do I, what do I wish when I first started? Yeah. What do you wish Uh, you knew like earlier in your career? I wish that I knew that there was not one right way to go about things, Mm -hmm. you know? I wish I knew that to just follow my intuition was the right way to go about things. Mm -hmm. I I became, early on, I I became really obsessed with uh, trying to figure out what what people did and how they did things, and that's how you do it, Um, without necessarily, you know, figuring out what was right for me. Mm. Yeah. (sighs) So I'm, I, I'm like, just, I'm like, yeah, I'm still doing a bit of that. And, yeah, and I'm I, like just breaking out of that. I feel like, honestly, I think I've only really realized that in the last couple of years. Cause I've, um, as I can talk, we'll talk about later as well. Mm-hmm. I've been also hosting this podcast where I talk mm-hmm. to 
um, incredible women in the industry. Mm-hmm. And not, nobody's, no one knows what they're doing in a sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like they know what they're doing. They're absolute professionals. They're incredible and talented and hone their craft so beautifully. But they, they, they just, you know, they all have their own path and their own way of doing things. And that's mm-hmm. all of us. And I, I was so harped on like having to go to the right schools and having to do things step by step and getting that one right agent or people on your team and, and circulating yourself with that where I was just like, okay, like, and that wasn't, that ended up being my path because that's what I pursued. But I wish I had followed my gut and intuition a little bit more. I think, I think things would have happened faster in a sense, you know, mm-hmm. had I done it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or just more like what I really, I just, I, I went through a lot of hoops and hills and yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And like come, you know, it, it's like, I've heard so many times when you live like just authentically yourself, which I feel sort of about saying authentically yourself. But when you listen to your gut and you make choices that are right for you, despite maybe somebody else being like, that's probably not the right decision. You do end up finding yourself in these different situations that are tailored to you, like that are right for Mm -hmm. you, you know, but it is Mm -hmm. hard. You want to, you know, if you want to be if you want like a future in any career, what do you do? You look of how, how you do that. And there, there's ways I find too, there's ways, there's different ways like to learn to act. And that's great. Mm -hmm. There's tons of those resources. There's not a lot of ways to learn how to be an actor, like how to the bit, any of the business side, you're just sort of told you should already know this. And like, you should know the business, you should understand it. And so there's a bit of a shame around not knowing things as well. And everything's like a mystery. Yeah. And I, I always advise, I'm like, take your career into your own hands. Mm-hmm. As soon as you can, as soon as you feel comfortable doing so, mm-hmm. um, like, you know, I don't have any regrets, but I, I do wish that I'd started creating my own work a lot earlier in my career, a lot earlier in my career. I was going to ask you, so when you say like, take your, take your career into your own hands, what's like something you remember doing that took your career into your own hands that you're like, fuck, I'm so glad I did that. I started producing. Mm, I started yes. learning how things are made. Um, I started and I started just doing it. Um, and, and I started, uh, circulating myself with people outside of the actor circles as well, which is Mm. interesting. Cause like, I think for a really long time, I, I mean, I have incredible friends, um, who are actors, but I, I didn't really go beyond that. And then when I started producing, Mm. I started meeting more people who were writers, who were in post-production, who, you, you know, were other producers were, we're just interested in, in getting beyond that bubble. And to, like, that's just when things started making so much sense to me. I'm like, this is, mm. this is storytelling waiting around for your agent to call and complaining about when you're going to get that next audition. Like that's not storytelling and creating. That's mm-hmm. like a little bit soul crushing sometimes. So, mm-hmm. and yeah. so, so it's such a feeling of powerlessness too. Like, it's like, yeah. you just have to wait. And yeah, I, I, I love that. Oh, I love that so much. Okay. So how did you, how did you first get into producing? I guess my first short film was my first uh, real credit. So I, I made a short film called Time Out with mm-hmm. my good friends, Navin Ramazwaran, who's an incredible director, and Adam Langton, who's an incredible writer, mm-hmm. and Bruce William Harper, who's an incredible DP. Mm-hmm. The four of us ended up at a film festival together because Navin had a feature film called Chasing Valentine that played um, at a film festival in Milan, Italy. 
and Adam was in it, I was in it, Bruce DP'd it, and it, there was a whole team, but it was the four of us that ended up making it out there. And we're just like, we're not gonna, we're not gonna miss this opportunity. So we yeah. also had an Airbnb, we had the best time, and kind can of. Can I while we can were, I also interrupt you and just interject yeah. and say also uh, nominated for a bunch of awards. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry, but you did your oh. homework. <laughs> and I was also like, listen, Jen is so nice. She's probably not going to be like, uh, yeah. And I was nominated in Milan. <laughs> so I'm like, I just have to do a little shout out here. How fucking cool to find out you are nominated for a film you were in and it's coming from like Milan. You know what I was doing when I found out I was nominated? What? I'll never forget this. Oh, I, can't I was wait. literally scraping gum off of the bottom <laughs> of a table at my serving job. And I got this message that said, you just got nominated for Chasing Valentine at this Milan Film Festival. And I was like, ah. I've never heard. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) And then I went back to scraping gum and I was like, yeah. Yeah. I'm a a nominated actor (laughs) scraping gum. That's me today. (laughs) I've literally never heard anything that is more like, this is the definition of an actor. Like, yeah. yeah, I'm scraping gum and I found out I'm nominated in Milan for an actor. And shortly game. after, I realized my shirt was inside out. And I was like, oh. whatever. <laughs> I'm a nominated actor. In Milan, guys. I don't, I can wear my, this is This fast. is the new look. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I totally interrupted you because I just was like, that would be such a cool moment. Like, you just reminded oh, me of that moment. Yeah. That was hilarious. Yeah, That's amazing. That like, did you have to stop yourself from just strutting in with your inside out shirt and just quitting I, right there? I, well, yeah, I, I was like, well, now I need to make money to go to Milan. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. <laughs> so I asked so for I'm more not shit quit today, but <laughs> yeah. I am going to strut a little bit. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to strut in the office and ask for more shifts because yes. I need more money. <laughs> I need more money now. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to have a nice outfit fit in Milan. Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so maybe you... wear it the right side out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wear that inside out. I love that. And then yeah. it just catches on <laughs> the trend. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Um, uh... So then I, uh, so it was on the way we were planning this trip and mm-hmm. um, Adam, who's, he's an, an, an incredible actor, but he also writes all these great stories and, and has been a writer for a while, but hadn't had anything made that he had written. And he was just chatting about these ideas that he was had come up with. And I said, why don't we just shoot it? Let's just shoot it while we're on this trip. We're going to have time. We've got a little team with us. Yeah. And Navin brings his cameras wherever he goes. He always makes these like video diaries of fun adventures and things like that. He's so fun like that. Um, so Navin's like, I'm into it. Let's just do it. Let's just do it. So we, we filmed a sh- like a 10 minute short film while we were like kind of festival hopping, touring around. We would just like, we would do our thing during the day. We'd go back. We'd plan when we could fit in time to film a scene the next day. And, and that's kind of how it went. It was really like fun and fly by the seat of our pants. And then we came back to Ontario and we found a, an awesome little post team that finished the film for us. It probably took about a year and a bit to finish because everyone was volunteering. Um, Cause you can, call in those favors your first couple of times making films so yeah, yeah, <laughs> but you yeah. probably have to compromise with time um so and I I kind of oversaw the entire process and I uh basically uh, pushed people into finishing it so I was pretty pushy about it yeah um and otherwise it wouldn't have gotten finished so exactly yeah yeah so I called myself a producer at the end of it. I'm like, I'm pretty sure this is producing. What a producer! It's literally that's right. just like getting it from start to finish. So uh, I think I'm a producer now. Yeah. And and I want to learn more about this. And then I started 
um, attaching myself to uh, other other shorts that people wanted to make around town. And um, I ended up in a program through After Toronto that was uh, After Toronto uh, Women's Committee that mm-hmm. had a program that um, mentored actors who want uh, wanted to become like directors or writers or producers and kind of put you all together and gave you some mentors on top of it. Mm. So um, I got put with a group there and we made a short film called Orchid. It was the Actra Toronto Women's Committee Toolkit program if anyone's interested mm-hmm. in checking that out so it was it was awesome they they select a little team we had a producer mentor um and then I also met my producing partners who I work with all the time during that shoot as well Emily Andrews and Laura Norton from Film Coop from Film so, Coop wow yeah so we we oversaw Orchid until the end of it um and yeah <laughs> wow. and then I just made like maybe I don't even know anymore like 15 shorts uh, you've since made you produced a lot yeah, it's been a lot in a very short couple of years. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and a feature. Um, and uh, I'm about to go to camera on Monday on a, another feature. So You are? Well, congratulations. Yeah. How are you feeling about Thanks. filming during COVID? Uh, terrified. Yeah. But uh, also excited. No, more. I think I was terrified at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And now I'm more excited to just kind of get out there again. Mm-hmm. I think that we've got, we've worked really hard on our like COVID protocols. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got a great safety officer in place. We're a small team. Um, mm-hmm. So now that, now that the wheels are moving, I'm just like, okay, all right. It's time to get back out there. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause mm-hmm. it's, I, I was literally sitting here today just thinking like, I miss, I just miss it. I miss performing. Yeah. I miss, I miss seeing I miss waiting rooms, like audition waiting rooms. Oh my God. I'm actually like really nervous for the time I get called into a real life audition again. I'm just like, am I going to remember how to do this? Like, (laughs) I can't stop it and edit it. (laughs) I know, right? Which you're so used to now with self-tapes, like recording auditions at home. You're like, okay, I I totally feel you. I'm also nervous um, going in. I worry that like already you have to just, you know, you have to do whatever you need for yourself to be in the moment in an audition so that you're not like worrying, oh, that person in the waiting room, like, oh, I was just talking to them and they're not doing okay. Are they okay? Or like you go in the audition room and oh, the camera's on the other side or just, I mean, there's, there's, it's all a new space and you know, you can worry about a million things. I'm thinking, I hope I don't go in and I'm not worrying about safety. Like, that's my thing. It's like, am I, I hope I can walk in and feel safe and relaxed enough to perform in a way that I feel proud of, you know? Yeah. That's a very valid and fair concern. Yeah, absolutely. Even just getting there, even just, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And are you, okay. So going to camera, um, are you acting in it? I'm not acting. No, I'm just on the, I'm on the producing team. So um, yeah, I'll be fast and furious behind the laptop. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> fast and furious. I love all these things. Yeah. Of like, if someone was listening and wasn't exactly sure what a producer does, I actually feel like you, in all these different phrases, are summing it up perfectly. You're like, I make sure people get it done. Fast and furious behind yeah. the laptop from start to finish. Yeah. Like all from these- start to finish, yeah. just constantly, and uh, probably worrying enough for the entire team. So <laughs> you actually sound like a wonderful producer to be in a team with. Like really, though, I want someone to make sure everyone's doing their job. I want someone to be there from start to finish. I think that's incredible. Uh, you know, what do you I hope so. like? What do you love about it, Jen? Because I just when you're talking about it, you seem so like you seem like lit up about it. And also, I mean, you've done so many, you could stop and, you know, only act. What do you love about producing? 
Um, oh, what do I love? It's like such a weird time for you to ask me that because yeah. it's so stressful right now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> no, I think I love the collaboration. I love mm. being part. I just love having my hands in all the different facets of it and literally putting, mm. being part of that team that puts these puzzle pieces together and then you just let it unfold in front of you and you trust that you've like done your job to put the right pieces together in mm-hmm. a sense and and we're just at that stage where it's like okay like we're you know we're pretty prepared where there's still a few more things to figure out logistic wise and I'm really nervous about waking up at 6 a.m again <laughs> yeah when was the last time <laughs> on that a regular needed, basis yeah, <laughs> yeah I yeah. know I'm like oh my god can I even do that yeah. I don't even know is that in me anymore um yeah, so, but but we're just at that that stage where it's about, okay, let them fly. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, we just, we go, you're so present during that time. Mm-hmm. You just have to be, like, literally making sure we're on the step. Okay, is everything here that needs to be here for this step? Okay, cool. Um, what's the next step? Do we have everything? Are we at that next step? Okay, great. Okay, do we have everything for that? Like, mm. there's just, I think it's just an ongoing crazy weird puzzle yeah it's it's pretty cool to be engaged in (laughs) yeah totally how do you ever like so I I have um produced projects out of necessity because they were projects that I was creating and so I was like okay well I'm gonna produce this too and Mm. a lot of the times I a producer really, I mean, I, I have so much freaking respect for producers because like they do everything. They really, it's like you're scheduling, you're also figuring out budgets. Like it's from every area, every topic. And often I'm like, fuck, I don't know enough about all these things. Like, I don't know about applying to, for funding and also how much certain things cost and to, you know, schedule all these things and how long it takes. Like how, what's your experience like with any sort of imposter syndrome or any sort of feeling like I'm not prepared for the job that like I'm going to have to do right now? Yeah. Um, I feel like that constantly always. (laughs) And no matter how many projects you've worked on, no project is the same. Mm -hmm. So there's always going to be something new to navigate and figure out. Mm -hmm. So I think if that's anything like imposter syndrome is real for everybody like Mm -hmm. this there's so many hats and things to be filled when you're creating your work and and as a producer like I'm constantly feeling like an imposter even when people ask me for advice I'm like I don't know if you want to be taking (laughs) advice from me because I literally am just figuring it out as I go yeah yeah (laughs) but and sometimes it's successful and sometimes it's not and Mm -hmm. it's that's just it no project is the same you're gonna Mm -hmm. there's always gonna be something that is un will seem unfigureoutable and then you will figure it out and you're going to feel like a freaking yeah total rock star once you yeah. do and then you're going to think you're a champion and then you're going to get your ass kicked again because something else is going to come up and you're yeah. going to be like ah your so. shirt's going to be inside out and you're going to be like damn yeah. it god damn i felt it. so good and then my shirt was inside out you know when you're yeah. talking about it i yeah it's like i guess that's I guess that's also the thing that's so thrilling about being in the arts is like no project Mm -hmm. is the same. Like as soon as you feel like you've mastered something, here we go. You're going to feel like a novice again. Like it's, it, it, it really is. I feel so when you're speaking about it, like I'm feeling so lucky to be in it because 
how fucking awesome to be in a, a line of work where I know like I will never stop learning. Like I all, yeah. there are always opportunities where I'm going to have, I'm going to be faced with an opportunity where I get to better myself and like grow and learn something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's great. That's beautiful. Right. Like- well, yeah. Thank you for, I, yeah. I mean, thank you for how you, how you spoke about it. Cause I think that was like the gift in it really. <laughs> I, I should probably like, we should both probably just write that down somewhere and frame it and keep it on the wall because when you are in those moments, it feels terrible. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. You literally, you're like, okay, should I go get another job? Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. What's happening? But oh. Then yeah. I probably look for another job at least once every two weeks. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm still yeah. still getting suckered back into this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's I'm what like, it is. When am I going to be a librarian for the love of God? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just saying yesterday to somebody, I was like, I feel like a librarian would be such a beautiful career. My dad was actually a librarian. Was he? <laughs> oh. He was really happy to retire. So <laughs> I wasn't sure. So like, he was really like happy, but yeah. to retire. <laughs> so maybe it's like this in every single industry. Yes. Oh my God. Totally. The grass is just always greener. Yeah. yeah everything is glamorized and the, until you get into it. And then you're like, oh yeah. crap. And actually that's a really important thing that I try and remember with acting too, is like, because it was, it was chosen out of a passion. Sometimes when you, hate Mm -hmm. a bunch of parts of it, or you're really finding it difficult. I'm like, should it be this hard? Isn't it supposed to be a passion? I remind myself like every job has a bunch of stuff that someone's that you're not going to like, like you're not going to find a career where you love every single part of it. That doesn't exist. You know? It's true. Yeah. That's absolutely true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to end that, as soon as I kind of fell into producing, mm-hmm. um, so many things have come from it. Mm-hmm. So I've met so many incredible people from it. And um, it's been tough to kind of stick to my guns, to stick to stick with acting at the same time. Because mm-hmm. very often, I mean, there's there just seems to be such a demand for people who are interested in producing right now. Um, like the workload does not stop ever. Um, but I myself and I'm lucky my producing partners are the same way they're both brilliant actors as well we're we're just always like no but like acting work still comes first for us and so it's nice it's nice to keep myself surrounded by people who are like me you know mm-hmm. in a sense where it's like we we're not interested in waiting around anymore like if mm-hmm. we want to make something we're going to make something if we want to work with someone cool we're going to work with someone cool um usually regardless of the budget or the things at hand but also we all feel the same way that like when the acting job does come through, it's just like, it's a huge bonus instead of, instead of what it was feeling before, which was like this desperate sort of a tangible thing that we had to have all the time. And it's just such a, it's such a tough, tough, tough business that Mm -hmm. it just doesn't come all the time. And it doesn't mean that we're not worthy of, of, you know, feeling like that. So yeah. 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 Of it it coming all the time. I think that's so important. Like, when I started wearing other hats other than acting, mm-hmm. I actually, and, and then when I would meet people because of those, so they would know me as a producer and I'm like, oh, I've literally just produced this one thing, like for me, <laughs> you know what I mean? Or, yeah. or whatever. Um, I think I started having fear that like, wait, but I want, I want everyone to know I'm an actor. Like I'm an actor yeah. first. What's your experience like with that, with like meeting people and let's say you're it's because it's from a film that you're producing. Do you find yourself sort of like wanting to remind people like, no, no, I'm an actor first or like, I'm also an actor. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Um, because I, yeah, I like, I don't want to discount anybody that, mm-hmm. you know, does get to be just an actor. That's incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, not, you know, it just hasn't happened for all of us just yet. And also some of my like role models in acting are like, you know, Charlie's Theron, who's got like a crazy amount of producing credits by, by her mm-hmm. as well. So I think people like her, even in the Hollywood worlds where I'm just like, She's definitely known as an actor. Yeah. And she produces a shit ton of stuff. I don't exactly know to what capacity. Like, I don't know how she's involved in all of the projects mm-hmm. that she does. But, like, so, yeah, I just, I just try to, I try to stay relevant. I just try to stay out there. <laughs> yeah. I just, like, casually throw my acting demo reel out there every once in a while. Yeah. Oops, sorry, wrong yeah. email. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My agent, my agent definitely doesn't let me forget that I'm an yeah. actor first as well. So that's helpful. Where he's like, don't take a production job. Like, be available right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and do you, yeah. do you ever, um, like, do you prefer, I guess, to produce, uh, produce projects that you're in or do you prefer to be producer or actor on jobs honestly I think I started being like I'm gonna produce all the stuff that I want to be in yeah uh and I did it once or twice and I realized how freaking hard it is yeah it's so hard it's so hard to separate those two things Mm -hmm. um and as you know as things grow I look forward to maybe doing it more but having more support Mm -hmm. um as in the importance of a great production manager, um, other people on your team, blah, blah, blah. But um, so I, I'm very okay with not acting in the stuff that I produce. Yeah. That being said, I usually love to throw myself into some fun cameos whenever possible. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. but it's, it's, a, it's really tough because a big part of producing is like getting people to that moment when they can finally film mm-hmm. and then – the whole part of acting is being so present and alive during that moment when you're filming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and usually as the producer, that's my moment to finally be like, okay, we made it like, yeah. we're here. So it's really, really, really tough to maintain all of that. And, uh, my utmost respect to the people who pull it off brilliantly. Like, Katie Boland out there. I was just reading about her. Do you know Katie Boland? She's a, an actor in the city. Yeah. She just she just produced, directed, and starred in her first feature film where she plays twins. And I, I, saw I just read this. that headline and I was like, Are you effing yeah. kidding me? Yeah. Like how the absolute heck are you doing that? Yeah. Yeah. Like doing any first of all, doing one of those things, like even just Mm -hmm. directing your first feature or like writing your first, but doing two of those things, I would be like, how is she? Yeah. When I, when I read that she was, I think I saw it on Instagram or something. I saw something. It was like, what? First of all, even playing twins as an actor is like enough of a huge, like a huge monumental challenge, which would be so great to conquer, but doing all of those things. Like, I don't even know if I have enough objectivity to direct myself, let alone direct myself twice. Like, I don't know know. if I could do that. Holy hell. Yeah. I'm the same. Like, I don't, I don't know how people direct and act in the same thing. No, but yeah. Wow. 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 It, 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 yeah, it is true. I remember, um, producing something that I wrote with, with other people, not, um, not on my own, but I remember because of the producer side, we were working so hard to get it to the point, like you said, we're like, okay, we can film it. Literally, then I was like, 
oh, I guess we should also schedule in some time for us to learn our lines, like, like right. two days before. And right? we were like, okay, well, we also wrote it. So I guess we'll just remember it from that. Like, there's just no time you're producing yeah. up until you roll and during, but I mean, really like, yeah. so there's just, yeah. Do you have any interest? Yeah. yeah sorry. No, that's, it's funny that you say that. I remember that moment where I was like, I have not learned my lines. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it's, yeah. it's so ironic because uh, like a lot of the, you're getting into producing because it's like, Hey, create your own work. So mm -hmm. you want to give yourself a role on camera, but then in doing so you haven't prepared for the role like you would if you weren't producing. Like it's just, it's, it can be all over the place. So confusing and backwards. Just bananas. Yeah, just bananas. Do you have any interest in directing ever? I, uh, funny you ask mm. because the answer is no. But then, <laughs> <laughs> which is, which I know I, I realized a lot of people have asked that and it seems to be a path for a lot, a lot, many, mm. a lot of many people, but I really was never that interested. I'm not, I don't love bossing people around. I mm. really hate making decisions. Like <laughs> it's something I've had to work on. I'm a, I don't know if this is a Sagittarius thing or if it's just a Jen Pogue thing, but like <laughs> I will like debate a decision for way too long and yeah. I'll always go with what my gut told me originally but I need to think about it for a month yeah you know yeah. like I'm I'm impossible <laughs> I married a director just so that he would make those decisions yeah for me because it's like oh um but uh yeah so I did I've never really had um, aspirations to become a director. I just wanted to support them and I liked being around them. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but I, I actually was given, I realized as a producer a couple of years ago, I'm like, okay, to really get a handle on this producing thing, which I'm not there yet. I feel like it's a lifelong thing in a sense. Um, but I'm like, I really need to understand everybody's roles that they play mm -hmm. in this so that I know what's going on on the set. Um, and one a, a role that I just never really, I, again, I support directors, but I, they're so in charge of the creative where I was so in charge, you know, a part of the, the nuances, the making things happen, getting, mm -hmm. getting them the thing to make the vision happen. Um, that I was like, I don't, what does a director think like, like what, how do I get inside a director's brain? Like that's, and the, the answer to that is to try it, yeah. whether you like it or not. Right. Wow. So, um, and just as I, so just as I was, was, thinking that thought, um, I got a phone call from Winnie Clark, who's mm. a lovely actor that I had worked with on some sketches a couple years before. And she's like, Jen, I just got this grant through the ACTRA Young Emerging Committee, though. Yay. Oh, yep. Yep. I never program that they've got there. Loud, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Where she, she got a little bit of money to make, a. The, it was a five minute film. It was five minutes and under. Mm. Um, she's like, and I thought you'd be great at directing. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, I've never been known as a director before. She's like, I don't know. I just thought of you for this. I think you'd be great. Like, I'm, I wrote it. I'm going to act in it. Can you direct oh. it? And I was like, you know what? This is a really, really great opportunity to practice exactly what I just preached in my head. Mm. So I, uh, I did. I directed this really sweet little five-minute two-hander set in one room. Um, we filmed it in six hours. We only had six wow. hours to film it. Yeah. Yeah, it's called your. We're not talking about it, um, and uh, it played at a couple little film festivals this year. And uh, yeah, my process to directing it was was pretty cool. My husband, who's an incredible director, he mm -hmm. he sat down with me for an afternoon and kind of mentored me and and taught me how to put a shot list together um, and some 
interesting creative things that like got the juices flowing a little bit and um and then we all got together and i had an incredible dp sabrina spieltro who oh i, I, I really... love her oh could you know her She's oh my awesome. god i've worked with her multiple times and anytime someone here's a, here's an amazing thing too anytime someone yeah. needs somebody i suggest her but she's often too busy to do it. And I'm like, good, I know. good that she's too busy. Oh, I good that love she's too busy. her. Yes, yes, indeed. Oh. She was she was a gift. So yeah. she, because I don't know a ton about the technical side of things either. Um, and as a director, it's really handy if you do. Uh, luckily she did and she was not afraid to share all that mm. with me. So so it was great. So we just worked together like a like an awesome little team. And I, and I had such a good time doing it. I was like, you know what? I could do this again. <gasps> But I don't have to. <laughs> oh, you know so what? That's, that's why... amazing, though. I think that's a great place to come from. I would. Yeah. I don't need it, but I could want it. We'll see. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. We'll see. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. Good for you for just saying, like, okay, I did just sort of put this in the universe. I'm gonna mm-hmm. do it. Fuck it. I'm gonna do it. Like, good for and you. And then all of a all of a sudden it called. I was yeah. Like, Whoa. Whoa. I know. <laughs> are you like so? Are you? Are you spiritual at all? Or like, are you? Oh, yeah, I'd say yeah. medium. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think I would, it's so, kind of like, I think I would agree with you. I'm not overly spiritual, but then things like that happen. And I'm like, this universe knows some, like something is going on in here. That's wonderful. <laughs> like, what is this? What is this? Mm-hmm. I don't know what this is, but yeah, there's something. There's something. Yeah. Uh, and the same way. I don't have like a, a block, a ton of crystals next to me or anything mm-hmm. like that. But, but every time moments like that happen, I'm like, cool. Yeah, that's totally. Cool. It's funny yeah. you say that. I do have a couple crystals beside me here. Yeah. I oh, you do. <laughs> well, I've collected only a couple, and I yeah. even if it's just placebo, I do. I have one for um, help yourself tune into your your creative side, and Aww. this one is uh, live in the moment and don't overthink things. I love this it. is be yourself and be decisive because I am so indecisive. Like what you were saying. I, it's awful. I am so indecisive. What is so indecisive? What do you think that comes from for you? What is the like anxiety about making a decision? What's the fear or the worry for you? I don't know the FOMO and if you, of what you miss out on. Yeah. If you make that one decision or don't make another one, I don't know. What do you think it is for you? I, I think for sure. Yeah. Similar. I think it's, I don't fully have a handle on it. I'm not totally sure, but I think it's, I think I don't trust myself to make the right decision. I think that's, I think that's what it, it is. Yeah. I think that's, I think you nailed it with that. Yeah. It's just like, it's, but, you, but you always know, you always do know. Right. One a decision always, there is a decision that feels more right for you. And maybe it just doesn't, yeah. maybe you're worried that it's going to hurt other people. And so you want to convince yourself to be happy with the other decision, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I just stopped. I used to be really addicted to applying to jobs. Mm. (laughs) Yeah. And I don't know. I think this is the actor in me too. Like you're just not afraid of rejection. I've talked to Mm -hmm. other people where they're like, every time, if I don't get a job, like it kills me inside. I'm like, I'm not afraid of not getting a job. I'll apply for anything. I'm not like, (laughs) nothing to lose here. Yeah. yeah. It's a comfortable feeling now if I don't get the job. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I, it's like, where was I going with that? (laughs) Oh, the decision. So yeah, I totally lost my train of thought. But anyways, you were saying saying that you're also indecisive. You used to be addicted to applying to jobs before. Yeah. And oh yeah. So then I would sometimes get these random jobs and, and then I would just be, I would go for just days. Like, do I want this? Do I not want this? Do I want this? I wasn't afraid to go for it, Yeah. but I was afraid 
to find out I got it to decide if I wanted to do it or not or like if it was the right thing to do or blah 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 so anyways I don't like change either (laughs) yes you don't like change you're not into change yeah not super into change yeah um if it happens organically amazing if it's like a conscious decision and something in my power I'm like ah yeah well again it sounds like a change it's like if it happens then it was out of your control so you're not like quote unquote to blame but then if you chose it and it doesn't go well Oh my God. I have so much of that too. Like I'm a big change. I'm like, all right, bring it on. Then no problem. But if I'm choosing it and I'm like, oh my God, is everyone happy with this decision that I made? Is everyone happy with yeah. the change? Am I happy yeah. with the change? And how's ever, everybody feeling okay? Yeah. It's just, yeah. Uh, anyway, so I think we're basically the same person what I'm understanding. <laughs> and we should probably play sisters in something. <laughs> oh my God. I would love that. And you can direct it or not. And or I, not. And, and we'll get, listen, we're just going to get, we're going to only act in it. And we're, we're just going to get wonderful people yeah. to direct. You heard it here. So any other producers out there? Yes. Come yeah. on now. Come on over. To, come on now. We we know how <laughs> we know how to help out with craft services at least. Oh my gosh, we know so much. That was one thing when I was producing. I was like, I need someone else to handle craft services because the decision making. I was like, I don't care. I'll eat whatever. But choosing what people eat, I'm like I I, I can't. It's, it's it a matters too job. much. It is. It is. Like it and matters I, yeah. too much. Their happiness is too important to me for me <laughs> yeah. to be the one that to makes this fuck decision. It up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Are you indecisive um like so you're saying like with professional things, but were you always indecisive like growing up too? I don't, yeah, that's a, was I indecisive growing up too? I, yes, probably. Mm -hmm. Again, I think, I think a lot of things just kind of happen to you as you're growing up. Like, I don't think you're really forced with any big important decisions until, you know, depending on your life, of course. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Until you're kind of out on your own and you're like, oh, my life is really in my hands now. Like, oh, it's really up to me. Like no one's telling me what to do anymore. And I could just sit here and eat cheesies and watch American <laughs> Idol. Uh, or I could make some decisions about something to do. <laughs> nah, eat the cheesies. Nah. Sometimes when I'm like, yeah. I could sit here and catch up on a reality show. Or mm-hmm. I could be what I'm sure is more adult and do other things. I'm like, no, but what's adult is being able to make my own decisions. So reality TV is what we're doing right now. But then you have to choose which show. Oh my God, I know. And I just choose all of them and then I'm exhausted. Then, then, <laughs> and then Sometimes I'm tired. it's like a good 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, I give up. Yes. Just, just going to watch Seinfeld reruns. <laughs> yeah. Is your, is your partner, is your husband um, indecisive mm-hmm. as well? Or is he decisive no. like as a person? No. No, I am... Uh, unbelievably shocked by how quickly he can make very important decisions and that's his job like he's a he's a television director that's he's paid to do that and to make decisions yeah very well very well and sometimes it's annoying because every once in a while I do have an opinion <laughs> or or I have a decision already made in my mind but for the most part just it's nice it's nice to have them around when I'm like oh my god do we get the blue curtains or the purple curtains like I gotta think about this for at least three months (laughs) and he'll just he will have ordered 
you know, that and two other backup sets by then because <laughs> yeah. he's also preparing for the next war. Yeah. I'm telling you, we have so much toothpaste underneath our sink. It's crazy. <laughs> he's just <laughs> It's interesting what you stock up on, you know, like what you choose. Yeah. Like we don't have toilet paper, but toothpaste. Let me tell yeah. you how much we have. Yeah. <laughs> that was a pandemic activity. I don't know. Yeah. Like there was that, that, you know, luckily it didn't seem to last for too, too long, mm-hmm. at least in, in my circles over here. But like, there was that part where we were like, what's going to happen? Our grocery store is going to close. Like yeah. we need to stock up. And we weren't the jerks that got the toilet paper mostly because there wasn't much left at that point. Yeah. But because <laughs> I was yeah. late to the game, pandemic <laughs> panicker. Yeah. But, um, but I, I did have my moment where I was like, I need canned tomatoes. Like I, I canned need canned tomatoes. tomatoes. All I, right. I can make stews. I can make, and, and that was, and I bought so many canned tomatoes and there, I think I opened maybe two or three the whole time. And now I've just got like a whole cupboard full of canned tomatoes. You're like, tomatoes. that's what I'm eating for dinner. Every night it's canned tomatoes. Yeah. Every night. Yeah. (laughs) I know. I am trying to think of what I stocked up on. I guess just certain and and the same. I went in and I was like, I live alone. My partner came to isolate with me and I, we were like, there's two of us. Like we don't need too many things, but yeah, we, I, I accidentally stocked up on like 2000 Q-tips. Like I have so many (laughs) Q-tips. I don't know. I needed one pack and a friend brought me to Costco. And I was like, I can only get this huge, yeah. if anyone needs Q-tips. That's so interesting. My partner and I are so similar in that I'm so indecisive and he, he knows what he wants and knows who he is. Not that I don't know who I am. Maybe, maybe, uh, but, <laughs> maybe, that's but, it. But maybe not. Uh, yeah. But he, so like, so what is, uh, what's like choosing a show on Netflix like for you too, if you're um, trying to decide what to watch? It's, it's hilarious. We have such different go-tos and I will say I enjoy, I enjoy so much of it. I'm, and I love, I love that we have different tastes because I, I feel like if I was on my own, I would literally just watch Julia Roberts movies yeah. over and over again and terrible <laughs> reality shows. That's just my, that's my go-to is like yeah. the feel good stuff. Yeah. And his, his go-to is like war movies and, <laughs> and political shows, which are anything but feel anything good. but feel good yeah yeah so <laughs> so it's like but but then sometimes I'll sit down and watch it like we're watching the circus right now and it's nothing I would have turned on on my own mm-hmm. necessarily but I'm so happy to have learned about it mm-hmm. and like I felt like I'm more in touch with the world so so every once in a while it's a battle where I was like ah like I cannot watch anything else with Donald Trump talking just before bed ever again. <laughs> yeah. Like I want pretty woman stop yeah. with this. And he's yeah. like I cannot watch another generic storyline where I know it's going to happen beat by beat by beat. That's yeah. what he'll be like. So then we meet in the middle and it's oh god, I don't even know. <laughs> What's the Yeah, I'm like that? I'm like what's a movie where Julia Roberts talks to Donald Goes Trump? Goes to war. A, yeah. 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 Julia Roberts <laughs> Eat Pray Love. That's an internal war. We could do that. That's true. Yeah, that's eat, true. Pray, love. Yeah, I don't, know. I don't think yeah. he, I don't think he'd go for it, but Not I'm going to pitch that next time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me know how it goes. And you know what? He can be so proud that you're so decisive. Like you're going to walk in being like, "I know what we're watching." Like, yeah. Great job. I'm I proud am of very you, proud of I am very proud of myself in those moments where I'm yeah. like, I know what it is. Boom. Yes. Um, yeah. yeah. I love that. I will say I hand the remote over to him more often than it's more him than me for sure. But he's got much better taste than I do. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of this stuff, it sounds like that you're choosing, which I'm actually very similar in this way too, which is so funny yeah. that a lot of the stuff that we're choosing is stuff we've already seen <laughs> versus new yeah. stuff. And yeah. so I actually do the same. Like I'm like, 
watch, do you want to watch this? And he's like, we've already seen that. We've already seen that. I just hand the remote to him too. He chooses. And I'm like, okay, I'm having a new experience. That's fine. I'll yeah. take it. All right. It's a new That's experience. Yeah. 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 I'm curious, Jen. Um, okay. So I don't, I don't know you very well. Like I think, I guess I should say for everyone, I think this I is feel like, like we're sisters. Honestly, yeah. Jen, I, I am yeah. learning so many things about you in this conversation where I'm like, oh my God, I feel, I connect with you in so many ways. And um, yeah, this is like one of our first, this is our first one-on-one -on -one conversation ever. Maybe. Uh, that is crazy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We've only been in groups of people before, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I so I guess what I'm saying, I my this is my perception of you and it could totally be wrong, but I feel like you're Tell me. Give you're, it yeah, to me. let me tell you. Um yeah. I I feel like we or I've always felt like we're similar in the way that um you're very like people would describe you as bubbly and like you're a very positive person. I think you make people feel really good when they're around you and you're full of energy and life. Like I I'm, I'm, I'm feeling weird about it. Cause I linked it to us being similar. And I'm like, this is now sounding like a humble brag. And also I don't want to, <laughs> so I want to like diminish it, but I don't want to diminish the compliment I'm giving you. So I'm having a conflict in my head, but basically I think you are such a warm, inviting, like welcoming, wonderful, magical energy. Oh and I do. And I just think, and I, and so what I'm wondering is, people will often describe me that they'll say that they think I'm like bubbly or positive or friendly. And I wonder, sometimes I think that makes people think that they can take advantage of me or that I don't have boundaries. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm wondering what your experience is like in being a person who is so friendly and wonderful. And if you ever have to sort of like establish those boundaries or if or if you find that people treat you differently than a person who's like a bit more maybe stoic or not as like openly friendly oh yeah it's an ongoing battle isn't it it's just um I think it's constantly just checking in with yourself and uh I can equate it to like taking on a project now in a sense I kind of equate everything in my life with like taking on a project like do it what what how what's the time frame of this project who are the people that are going to be involved in this project what's my capacity for a project like this and um because everything just kind of sticks with you and I feel that way with the people in my life too like once you're once you're in my inner circle of like love like I'm gonna think about you a lot I'm like I'm gonna check in on you as much as I can um if I don't hear from you for a while, I'm going to be worried. You know what mm. I mean? So it's like, and that's a, that's a lot of energy. So, um, it's just constantly checking in and being like, okay, what do I, what am I excited about? Mm. What is feeling like work right now? Mm. Um, what, uh, what can I delegate? Cause I'm also not great at delegating. I'm rather, I'm a bit more of a yes or yes, I'll, yes, I'll do it rather mm. than a, can you take care of that? Can you take care of that? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a challenge. It's mm -hmm. a big old challenge um because often you'll find yourself, you know, working in overdrive mm -hmm. when it comes to relationships, when it comes to the work, when it comes to the passion projects, when it comes to so many things. Mm -hmm. Um and burnout is real. Burnout is a real thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, boundaries are very, like, it's definitely very personal for every single person, mm -hmm. but it's just taking that time. I try to take at least one day a week where I'm not in front of the computer, I'm not thinking about work, I'm just kind of like doing something that I want to do. Um, 
And usually that involves being outside in some capacity when it's safe to be outside (laughs) and, uh, or warm enough to be outside. Hello, Canada. Um, yeah. So, and, and I, those, those days off are really important to me just to be like, just to have that check in with myself and like, what's Mm -hmm. working, what's not working right now. What do I need to get through, get through it rather than putting it off or like deal with it Mm. rather than putting it off. Um, and, uh, and are you feeling happy? Awesome. Keep doing your thing. Are you yeah. not feeling happy? Okay. What's, what's, what's getting you down? So, yeah. I love that. that. Yeah. Is that, yeah. <laughs> you are such like, you ask, you're asking such great questions. I thought I was just going to be like, it's just, I don't know. <laughs> you deserve shoot, to be asked good questions. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> you deserve like, you know, I think, I think too, you, um, how am I going to say this? Like, I guess I approach these as like, none of these are going to be generic questions because also like I've wanted to chat with you for years. So I'm yeah. like, okay, these are, they're going to be like tailored questions to you. Cause it's kind of like, Hey, I'm seeing, I mean, essentially it's like, I'm seeing all this magic and like you're thriving in these different ways. And I kind of want to learn how you're thriving in these ways that maybe I'm Aww. like struggling a bit, you know? So Aww. I think, or, or that I connect with you and I'm like, how, yeah, I want to do more of that. Like how, or, or I wonder if she's experiencing this too. Cause I do find, I love who I am. And if people say I make them feel good, I love that. Or being friendly, like that's a natural thing. I don't want to stop doing that. And then sometimes you're like, well, it feels like sometimes the consequence of being friendly with people is they take that as consent to like, to cross a boundary and I don't mm-hmm. want to not be myself and be more, I don't want to be closed off and not myself, but I also don't want that mm-hmm. to happen. So, um, yeah, I see that you make people feel, feel comfortable and that, you know, you're such like a ray of light. Anytime I run into you anywhere, I'm like, you're like, yeah, you're just, you shine so bright, Jen. That's the cheesiest oh thing I've God. ever said, but it is, <laughs> it's true. So I'm like, I wonder if she, if we relate in some way that if people think I'm friendly and clearly I think Jen's friendly, I wonder if like, yeah. So I just wonder. Well, I, I, um, yeah, I surround myself with great people. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, I think that contributes to, uh, ongoing positivity and that includes like, you know, I'm, you know, I'm on the socials, my Mm -hmm. Instagram feeds, the things that come into my life. Like I, I, I think I try to, keep the sunshine pretty strong while Mm. also staying like keeping a a foot on the ground to like the issues at hand and what's going on. Um, yeah, I, but it's tough though. There's definitely energy um, suckers out there. Mm. Uh, and I'm also some, I really hate conflict. I don't like Mm. it at all. I, I approach, um, people and situations with the best of intentions. Like I expect the best from everybody. I don't go into it waiting for someone to screw up or something to screw up you know what I mean so it's like it, it takes a lot for me to 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 want to pull away from something it takes a lot because I will work with you to get us to a place where we can like be on the same level um because I think everyone's got in it some people have more you know layers that you have to work through in a sense including myself like I'm I'm usually pretty shy when you first meet me um, I'll just kind of sit back and, and assess the energy in a sense. Um, I do find that once I can get to a place where I feel like we can connect, 
with you know this is uh, uh with people like once once we're kind of like once we kind of get each other that's where I feel like I can relax a little bit and really kind of be myself yeah um but sometimes they gotta yeah gotta get to that place first gotta give it a little bit of time and not expect it right away so so a lot of a lot of listening a lot of feeling a lot of energy um in a sense but uh but yeah, once once I'm comfortable with something, once you're in, like I said before, once you're once you're like in, and I feel like we've we've made a connection, like mm-hmm. you're in, you're I'm in. Not, I'm not gonna forget you. That's why you say like we haven't really talked. I'm like really because I, <laughs> which is true. But I, I feel like when we first met, I was like, oh, I get this girl. Cool. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I felt similar. So I love that. I think I only realized we haven't had a one-on-one conversation because I was trying to think, is this going to be our first one? Like when I booked yeah. you on the podcast. And it did surprise me because we've like bumped it. I, I feel like I have hung or I've talked to you and hung out with you more than I actually have in real life. Yeah. It's true. It's probably totally. true. Maybe it's an energy thing. Maybe it's, you an know, maybe it's thing. an energy thing. I love that. What kind of people do you think, like when you look at um, friends or relationships or things like, what kind of people do you think you're typically drawn to? Mm. <laughs> well, um, uh, people who make decisions, <laughs> we've established say. that. Decisive. Yeah. Uh, anyone decisive. who's decisive. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I absolutely admire people who, who just know who they are who, and who stand their ground. Yes. I, I, my, a lot of my girlfriends are the same way. I just, people that I freaking admire. Mm. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you. Yeah. You're like, I, yeah, you, that's a yeah. Friend. Let's do it. Yeah. And if you're, if you're funny, that's a bonus. Oh yeah. <laughs> you're like, first, do you make yeah. decisions? Second, do you make decisions? Do you know who you are? And yeah. third, if you're funny, great. But if not, we'll great. take yeah, it's fine. Fourth, yeah. do you like patios? And <laughs> yeah. or or do you like to sit in a park? And can we like yeah. break bread together? Oh, Sweet. I Sick. love that. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so great. Well, it's really the simple things in life. Eh? Mm-hmm. It's just like yeah, that's I I feel like I I I work for those moments. I live for those moments. I'm yeah. just like I just love to finally connect with people and and break bread with them. It is. It's, it's the best. And I think it's very easy, especially with, you know what I shouldn't say, especially with this industry, because that's so biased because I'm like, I'm not in another one, but yeah, it is. It's very easy for, you know, you to, for me to realize, oh, when was the last time I just like really sat and connected with someone and just chatted without like ulterior, whatever, you know, it is, it's wonderful. Yeah, it is. I think it's interesting because it is the simple things and everyone has different simple things of what they're like drawn towards and other people. And, yeah. and yeah. So I, think I love, I love honesty as well. Like, like authentic, honest living too, like going for it, not being afraid to, to put it on the table. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is, that's what I find in so many of my friends in the arts as well. Right. Like we're, we're honestly, we're just going for it. Just going. So, we have to. Yeah. Yeah. We have to. Yeah. So I, definitely that's a big part of the circle of people that I surround myself with because that's that's what keeps me going and I hope I keep them going too so Mm -hmm. oh I love that okay well (laughs) thinking about you know you're talking about people who who go for it and people who like know who they are and that you admire I would love to talk to you about the podcast that you mentioned oh yeah yeah I would love 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 to so you are an associate producer for women on screen 
And you, mm-hmm. and please correct me if I'm wrong, but you co-created and now co-host the Woman on, wi- woman, Women on Screen Out Loud podcast. Women is a hard word to say sometimes. Why am I it? going from, keep saying women, 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 women. women. No, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a tough one sometimes. Thank women you for on that. Screen. <laughs> so generous of you, Jen. You're like, it's fine. Women, we never say that word. It's a hard word. No. It's a hard one. Um, Women on Screen Out Loud is a podcast that, yes, I co-host and co-created with my good friend, Large and Um, She sort of takes on the interviews. She's so gifted with the the gift of gab, just like you, and and, um, and getting into the nitty gritty of the interviews. And I I do a lot of the intros, and we both uh, prepare the interviews all together. And basically, um, we interview women on all sides of the camera uh, uh, by asking them to compose a personal essay, and then they read it out loud. And then we have a short interview session afterwards, uh, where we kind of get into the nitty gritty of of the essay and their thoughts and feelings. And it's meant to serve as a platform to really inspire women in the arts, uh, specifically in film. Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty awesome. It's a, it's a different format in a sense, but it's also kind of an opportunity to get really specific about what it is that they want to say, um, with a special emphasis on how do they get to be where they are today? So what, what like, and first of all, it's an amazing podcast. I should also just say, not that I need to say that, but it's so wonderful. I've been tracking it since the beginning. So amazing. And, and I, I thought like when I heard the premise, what an empower or what a wonderful way to empower your guests in that this is meta because I know you're a, currently a guest on my podcast and I'm saying <laughs> I know, this, awesome. but I just thought it was so cool that you know of of course most um like a podcast would be I'm asking you questions and this is a way where it's like hey guest who we admire and value and respect like what do you want to talk about what is the thing that you find so, like specifically important right now that you want to speak about i think that is such a wonderfully like empowering way to uh, approach and serve your guests i think that's so wonderful thank you yeah i won't take full credit of it it largine <laughs> came up with the the concept yeah. and, and sort of the format and i was right on board but i it's been it's been a pretty cool journey to sort of just offer that Mm -hmm. and see what we get back and they are true gifts in a sense um and it's really it's really inspiring to continue that practice of not necessarily essay writing but you know journaling composing writing down your thoughts um using that as a form of meditation um, because some really beautiful stuff has transpired from it. It's really, it's fun when we get, we, we've had a lot of writers, obviously, you know, it's kind of a, a written thing. We didn't think usually the writers that we approach are like, yeah, no problem. Whoop, boop, 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 boom. Yeah. There and it you're is. like, this was um, genius. How did they do this? Yeah. 30 seconds. Yeah. Good yeah. Lord. Yeah. Um, but we've had a lot of, like, we just had a great interview with Jill Purdy, who's a sound and dialogue editor. You know, she's not, her voice is not heard very often and mm-hmm. she's an incredibly, inspirational person, um, as well as, um, uh, an actor, uh, Caroline Devaness, mm. who's incredible, uh, an incredible actor in her art, but she's never written anything before. And mm-hmm. she, her essay is like, I can't wait. We haven't released it yet, but it's about aging in the industry. Mm. Um, and it's, it's pretty groundbreaking the things that she comes up with and says and it's so relatable to so many of us whether we're in the arts or just being a woman I'll just edit it and switch when you said women and I needed to say it and then when I said woman you need I'll just switch that it'll be our different voices yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
but we true we truly leave each each session just being like oh my god what a gift like this is incredible so mm. yeah it is thank you for listening oh my gosh thank you for making it <laughs> i'm curious how it um sort of how it came about and was it an idea that was like birth i was gonna say birthed that's a weird verb but sure an idea that was birthed alongside women on screen birthed uh alongside women on screen or like (laughs) birthed separately and then you guys guys, (laughs) and then you and laura approached women on screen or how did that sort of uh work out we we were both yeah we were we uh we both have been friends with the founders of women on screen for a couple of years and we both had volunteered sort of helped out be, earned our associate producer um titles in a sense um by helping them with their um incubators that they hold once a year for it's the writers incubators where they basically have these workshops that help these emerging web uh writer uh people like yourself <laughs> <laughs> web series writers um were you were you part of it no but I attended I've attended a few of them because friends have been a part of it right yeah yeah yeah. so I saw you at the was it the last one yeah yeah so I helped work with them to get the live events going where Mm. where they read out excerpts of the writers who were selected read out excerpts of their scripts to a live audience and we had like a little to do in a showcase Mm. it was um it's been a really awesome um, thing that I look forward to every year for the last couple of years. Um, so that's, I was working with them already. And so was LJ. We both kind of started working with them around the same time she was helping with casting them. Um, and then she just kind of approached me and she's like, Hey, I have an idea for podcasts. Mm. You make things. Uh, I was like, I haven't made a podcast. Uh, yeah. She's like, yeah. yeah. She's like me neither. Do you want to figure it out? And I was like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And then that's kind of how it started. Most you know how most things start (laughs) (laughs) yeah do you want to do this thing yeah yeah let's do it but we definitely work really well together like Mm -hmm. for me in particular I really love having uh partners and things that hold me accountable Mm. um and to check in with and I love her energy and her our gifts complement each other um to to make it happen Mm -hmm. so uh yeah yeah I feel really lucky to have found that and to Mm -hmm. to be continuing it you do so many different creative things, like producing shorts and, and, and features and acting and like you're a freelance florist and like, yeah. you know, all these things or your story time project, like all of these amazing creative endeavors that like touch upon so many different areas. And yeah. what is the, what is the criteria in a creative project that needs to be there for you to be excited about it? Or you to be like, yep, I'll, I want to do that to say yes to, to a creative project, no matter what the medium might be. That's a really good question. Um, it's one of those ones where you just, it's, you just say, yep. Mm. Without thinking about it yeah. in a sense, because then of course my indecisive brain will be like, but, <laughs> but can I handle it? And like, yeah. no, it doesn't matter if it's an immediate, like, yeah, this sounds great. Um, like it just, and not, not that every project's not great, but just some resonate with me more than others do because, you know, we've, we all connected to, to different things. So a lot of it is kind of, I get, uh, the people behind it. Mm. Um, and if we, I, I think everyone's awesome, but like if particular, if I think we will have a great work dynamic, mm. you know, like I've, I, I've worked with some really close friends and it doesn't really work out all that well all mm-hmm. the times because sometimes you're too close to that person. So, uh, like just work the people, the project, mm-hmm. 
honestly, if I don't have to think about it and I'm just like, yeah, I want to be part of that. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I'll f- if I don't have time, I'll probably figure out a way to make it happen. Wow. <laughs> I'm trying to do that less and less because <laughs> yeah, you yeah. end up you end up in a bit of trouble mm-hmm. if you keep saying because <laughs> so, there's just so much cool projects. There's so I many know. cool projects out there. Um, also, if it's something that I haven't done before and I've always been interested in, like like directing, like things like if I'm or a project of a of a new genre, mm-hmm. even the podcast platform. I was like, I have no idea. Let's figure it out. <laughs> oh, I love that. I love that. And I was curious because, yeah, you see it, it in such a wonderful way. You seem to like embrace saying yes. And then also mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, okay, so how does that work with her indecisive brain? Like I love it sounds like you allow your gut instinct to say the yeses. And then the oh, yeah. indecisive might be later of like, okay, but like shit, how or like what? But you trust the gut instinct. And I think that's so fucking admirable. I think that's so wonderful to trust that's how you're going to find yourself in positions where you're happy, really, and fulfilled. Yeah. I'm going to do that more. And, I mean, short-form projects are fantastic because eventually they'll come to an end, right? So if <laughs> yeah, it wasn't yeah. a good experience, it's done. Yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> <laughs> That's the beauty of if it. If it was, so true. you find something similar to it. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great little nugget of advice right there that I don't even know if you meant to give, but that was like, yeah, listen, try a short film first with them. You like it, then you do a feature. Don't start with yeah. the feature with the people you don't know. Dude. Oh my God. If I, the first feature that I made, if I knew what I was getting myself into, mm. I made it with my husband. Mm. It's That's another story for another time. But like, if I knew what I was really, truly getting myself into, there's yeah. no way I would have done it. <laughs> We did it. I'm so glad I did it. It was hard. (laughs) But that's why it's like, okay, well, sometimes you just got to say yes. And you figure out what you got yourself into when you're in it. (laughs) Yeah, totally. You just sort of, yeah, you just dive in and then you're like, okay, here we go. All right. I'll figure it out. And you trust yourself that you'll figure it out. I think that's a big thing too, is that, and then time and time again, you give yourselves opportunity to prove prove yourself to yourself. Mm-hmm. sure prove, your, um, prove yourself to yourself prove yourself to yourself yeah. and you're like see That's... I knew I could fucking do it why was I doubting myself I knew yeah, it yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah and that's just it right like everything comes to an end eventually mm-hmm. so um I try not to get too hung up on on when I'm when I'm in it and if it's not going so well mm-hmm. I will figure I will figure my way out of it eventually yeah like, <laughs> yeah you just you just got to remember to breathe in those moments and yeah. just keep trucking and you're like the end of the day will come at some point <laughs> yes, yes my my symbolic 5 p.m yeah. clock out will come eventually and oh if only it was a if 5 only it was 5 p.m right yeah. I know I was like I better put <laughs> symbolic in front of this because this isn't uh literal 5 p.m it's an area or what's a creative project or a creative area that you haven't gotten to dive into yet that you want to definitely writing Mm. um I think I've kept myself busy enough over the years to not write like like on purpose in a sense because then all of a sudden the pandemic hit and like all the projects got canceled and everything was quiet and I couldn't go anywhere so I'm like okay this is my time to write yeah yeah but then I still and I swear to god that was like something I've been trying to do forever and I just always find a reason not to. Mm. <laughs> so eventually, 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 <laughs> I will finish something. And it will probably not be great. But mm. I will feel really good about finally <laughs> finishing my screenplay. Yes. Oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Yeah. What is it? Is it is what do you think holds you back from from getting started in writing? From getting started? Well, I just don't have the attention span for it. Oh, yeah. Think. 
Yeah. I think I'm I'm too good at distracting myself. I'm also very, very good at getting myself busy in other people's projects and not my own. Mm, that is, isn't that a truth to spill right there? Yeah. And I'm definitely a people pleaser. Mm-hmm. So pe- those needs will come before my own. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. 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 It's easier to be motivated by other people's needs than uh, writing something where you're like, I'm just writing this for me. So if other yeah. people need me, this will like drop in the priority list. Yeah. I'm also very not confident in my writing abilities, which makes me want to push myself mm-hmm. like for sure. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I just need those boosts every once in a while to finally get it done. Yeah. Writing is hard though. It's I have fucking so hard. Oh, much respect for writers. So freaking much like yeah. my good friend, Adam Langton, who I was talking about before who wrote Time Out. Like I can literally be like, Adam, I need a 10 page script by the end of the weekend to submit to this thing. And he'll be like, boom, boom, boom. There you go. And I'm like, do you understand? And it's so good. It's so good. (laughs) Like he just has, he's so gifted at Mm -hmm. it. And I am that it will take me 10 years to write Mm -hmm. something like that. I swear to God. Sometimes it takes me a day to write a paragraph. Yeah. (laughs) If I want it to be good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is absolutely, I mean, of course it's a talent. It is also a a muscle that you have to work. And I would, I would say too, he might come to you and be like, Hey, I have this script, but like, I sort of need you to like put, I I need to somehow put together a plan of like how much this is the cost and how we could shoot this and how long, and you could put that together quickly, you know? And so, but I'm with, actually, you spoke about the women on screen incubator. So I, I can write with other people, but writing Ah. myself again, I'm like, okay, well, we'll just put this on the back burner. Like I have a short film that I wrote years ago that is in still in a first draft. I've left it. So I actually used the incubator application deadline. I was like, you are going to apply to this. You're going to write a yes. pilot script by yourself and you're applying to this. And I missed the first year because I couldn't, I think I was so, I, I was just, I was scared. Like I couldn't get myself to do it. So finally the second, like the next year, it took me a year. Uh, but again, I realized the deadline was coming up. I saw it on social media or something. I had a month. I was away for two weeks of that month. And I was like, fine, you're going to, you're just going to write it in two weeks. And I finished it and honest, just the pilot. I was so proud that I was able to finish it. I've done nothing with it, but I think partly, you know how you said, just say yes. And you go, I sort of, the thing I hate about writing is the first draft is going to be crap. It's going to be a bunch of turd shit. And I can't handle that emotionally. That's the thing. I can't, I can't handle like producing or creating something that I'm like, this is a turd. I can't handle it yet. And that's, I'm like, you just have to, I just have to write a bunch of crap every day until I don't feel like it's crap anymore, but I can't get myself to do it. Cause I, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know. We need to be kind to ourselves and yeah, definitely you, that's why we surround ourselves with these people that do inspire us mm-hmm. or do do these things so that I can call somebody like Adam mm-hmm. and just be like, Adam, write my bio for me, please. <laughs> I will buy please. you a beer. You yeah, know? Yeah. So, but also like, I'm sure he'll be there for me as well when I'm like, when I do finally pump out 10 pages and they're shit, but I'm like, please just give me some notes. <laughs> yes. And you're not seeing his yeah. first pages, his first draft, yeah. you know, or his first draft he ever wrote. So I think, yeah, but you know, you deserve to write something if you want to write something. You deserve to be priority one, Jen. 
Or you know what you do is you write with a friend and then that's a, that's a baby step before. I mean, I'm not saying, I mean, that's still feeding into the people pleasing because that's what I do, but I love that that I actually haven't met that many writers who prefer that. So it's Mm. it's interesting to hear you say that. That's great. I mean, you probably do really well in a writing room. I have no idea. I (laughs) (laughs) no clue. Uh, but I think writing with other people somehow lets, it's like other people are depending on you. So you have to pump out these pages, but I do, but also, I mean, we need to get to a place where it's like, no, I'm pumping out these pages for me and only me. And it's still worth it. Maybelline, you know, it's still worth it. And it's still worth it. Um, Which is hilariously part of the podcast that I produce. I encourage people to write (laughs) about themselves and put it out there. Right. But I'm like, I'm like, you go ahead please, you do it. I'm like, I, I don't even, I, let's, I'm in awe of how they do it. I think you I'm should be a guest on the awe. podcast, Jen. I feel like you it, need to write be, something and be a guest on the podcast. It's hilarious that you say that because it probably would be my worst nightmare. And I would spew <laughs> about it for months. Yes. But I have, I have challenged myself a couple of times. I'm like, at some point you should yeah. probably just practice what you preach again here. <laughs> yeah. Or even like find, find a deadline of something. And even if you're not going to apply to it, set it or like say, I'm going to, I'm going to write. I think that was why the incubator was great because it was a, it was a web series pilot. So it was only like eight pages that you had to do. So I was like, okay, I don't have to do a 22 minute pilot episode by myself right now and face my demons right now. I can just do eight pages of facing my demons. I can do that. Yeah. Eight pages. Eight pages. It's only like 80 demons. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know when I'm seeing eight pages in my head. I'm like, that's a fucking lot of pages. I don't want to do that many. Like, ew. Oh my God. Well, um, well to, uh, to sort of end here, Jen, I would love to, I want to, okay. So it's so funny. I am, I want to ask you about some of your favorite things. And I didn't Ooh. know you were indecisive. I don't like being asked about my favorite things because I can't <laughs> decide on them. And I feel, I un- know I'm like, yeah. How is this going to go? Great. Okay. I feel like I feel unfair to the other things that I'm not choosing, but here's what's funny because of that. I preface in this or I prefaced in this, in my notes that I was like, listen, this is just what your favorite thing is right now in the moment. So five minutes from now it can change. It's not like, so no pressure. Okay. But I wrote That's that cool. in there for myself and didn't realize, oh, you're also indecisive. This is fabulous. <laughs> this totally works. Um, okay. So today, this evening, yeah. right now, what is your favorite TV show? I think it's, Ooh, I mean, the only thing that comes to mind yeah. is the Raptors because I know that they're playing. Yes. I think they're playing right now, which is fine. I don't care. I like, I don't <laughs> mind missing. I really, really like the last 15 minutes of sporting games. That's when it gets really exciting. I don't yes. really tune in until, until then. Then yeah. I'm like, all right, it's just really drawn out for me before that. So, um, so I will say, so that tonight. I'm going to be a Raptors fan. (laughs) Okay. What is your favorite candle scent? Oh, (laughs) vanilla, vanilla, something, usually vanilla with a little like maybe lavender or like a something in there, but I'm a big vanilla fan. I'm so vanilla. (laughs) I love it. Vanilla is a great fucking scent. There's a reason why so many people like vanilla. So it's great. I love it. Um, what's your favorite kind of gift to receive? Oh, (laughs) my favorite kind of gift to receive. Um, I guess I would say, I feel like I'm, this podcast is full of them right now because compliments are lovely when you receive the gift of a compliment. Um, (laughs) Oh, I love that answer, Jen. And you're in my brain. Literally. My next question is what's, 
what's your favorite compliment you ever got? You're, we are sisters. You're in my head. We are sisters. Oh my We're God. Sisters. <laughs> my favorite compliment I ever got. Oh my gosh. I should preface that you can remember so that nobody's like, I gave her an amazing compliment. Like what the heck? Oh, I had a funny one, but I can't remember it. Um, Warren just yesterday said something and I was like, that's the nicest compliment you've ever said to me. But it was something like, it was something like, wow, you smell really good today or something like that. And I was like, oh, that's so nice of you to say. You smell like (laughs) vanilla today with a little bit of lavender. And you're like, yeah, as opposed to every other day when you (laughs) don't smell very good. "Mm, Excuse me. <laughs> real talk, like for real though, sometimes when people give compliments, I have to stop myself from reading into the compliment. Not saying that you did that, but like sometimes if someone gives me a compliment, my negative talk will go straight into like reading into that compliment and spinning it in a negative way. I'm like, hold on, chill. They gave you a compliment. Like, let's just absorb just, that. Cause God knows if it. they like were rude to you, you'd absorb that. So absorb the compliment. My God. I, I remember. I, yeah. That's a, like, they're like, Hey, that's a really great shirt. I'm like, what are they really saying? What's wrong with my shirt? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, do they mean that? That's, do they hate all my yeah. other shirts? Yeah. And you're like, yeah. really? They were just like, Oh my God, I love Jen. And like, I want to connect with her. You know what? I really like her shirt. Okay. I'm going to tell her, here we go. Three, two, one. I really like your shirt. And you're like this. And I'm like, what? What, why do you, why do you hate me so much? Yeah. What's why wrong? are you bullying What's, me? Why do you, is hate my me? tag inside <laughs> out? Yeah. Is this inside is out? My, did I get, is this inside out? Yeah. Is the tag showing? Did I get nominated yeah. again in Milan? What is happening? God. What is happening? <laughs> and then, um, what's your favorite spot in your home? Oh, my favorite spot in my home. Um, I have, I've, I have a window seat and it's um, something that I had always dreamed of having as yes. a young child was of having a window seat that I could sit in and watch the world go by and just like read my books and stuff like that. And so I would say the window seat is like, that's, that's my place. Oh, that's my place I love that. Okay. Last mm-hmm. favorite. What's your favorite kind of food to order for delivery? Oh, that's indec- that's indecisiveness <laughs> is kicking in. That's, yeah. <laughs> um, a really good pizza, like from like a fan like fancy pizza, I call it. That's like way too expensive, but delicious. <laughs> um, there's a couple great ones in Toronto. I just tried one recently called Blondie's. That's fairly new on Ossington Avenue. If anyone, any pizza lovers out there listening, um, oh my god, it's delicious. Ooh. Um, so yeah, a good pizza because I can't make that really. That's such a good, yeah, totally. When I'm, when I'm ordering, if it's something I could make at home, I'm like, no, I'm not going to, I don't, that does not worth it for me. Yeah. Or, or really good Thai food. There's never a bad time. There's never a bad time for noodles. Never. Oh my gosh. I honestly, there's this place on Bloor and Keel ish called Isander. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. Isander maybe. And it, it got my partner and I through isolation like we ordered from the like it's the it's one of the best Thai places in Toronto that I've ever tried other than Khao San Road which is also down. good yes I will message you with some Thai places because yes please love 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 okay I love that oh okay well <laughs> my last question for you Jen is when was the last time that you felt really proud of yourself or really victorious Oh my good God. I think it was a couple days ago when this girl named Amanda messaged me and asked me if I would be on her podcast. And I was like, what? Am I guest worthy? And yeah, she was like, right. yes. 
And then I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like you probably have people asking you like, Hey, could I chat with you? Could I ask you some questions? Could you be a guest on my podcast all the time? There's no, I was like, there's no way you're surprised. (laughs) (laughs) I was surprised. I was really surprised. Really? I think it, yeah. I think especially like, you know, a lot of performers get asked for this and I I don't feel like I'm on that side of things as much anymore. So Mm. it's really nice to get a chance to talk about you know, the other stuff too. So I appreciate that I'm on your radar. And also, <laughs> I mean, I think you're an incredible actor. I've seen your reel and not just for the podcast. When I was watching How to Buy a Baby, I was like, fuck, Jen is killing this. I saw <laughs> in time out, like I was like trying to see any bits that I could see. And this, and this was like, while back. And then I rewatched it before this too. Like, oh my God, you're an angel. You are so lovable and you're so subtle. Also, you're funny as hell in Odd Squad. You had a very <laughs> difficult moment where you had to go back and forth between, between, you had to go back and forth between two decisions, which is actually so funny that you're indecisive because you had to decide whether to be turned into a human or a horse and you couldn't decide. My, my character's, <laughs> my character's name was Women with Identity Crisis. And I was like, well, obviously I'm, I'm going to get it. this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't need to audition. Let me know when I show up on yeah. the day. Oh my God. Now yeah. knowing you better, that's so funny that that was the character you were. But I remember seeing and just thinking like, fuck she's playing this well you had to basically say like something like human no horse human no horse and you had to say it as an actor I was like fuck this is so easy for this to go completely dead and you killed it you're an amazing actor Jen (laughs) I mean that's what I think of you as first I think you're an incredible actor who somehow manages to keep up an acting career and also do every other fucking thing that her heart is excited about and I'm like I want to do that like great job bless your sweet little heart you are doing it and keep doing it you just keep doing it you too yeah we're just gonna keep doing it oh i wore floral for you today i forgot to say i did wear flowers for you i was like she loves floral she loves flowers look at you're literally in my closet right now you can see how much flower floral print i've got going i I love i love flowers i have an obsession Uh, (laughs) it's a great obsession it's happy it's nature you know for your day off in nature you can frolic with the flowers it's fabulous i love it it's true i love it it's a a great hobby so much thank you so much thank you so much i'm gonna let you go and catch the exciting uh time of the raptors thank you so much yeah sports yeah sports and uh to end this podcast sports Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Liquid Courage podcast. If you liked what you heard, please help me out by leaving a rating or a comment on your Apple podcast app or on YouTube or wherever you might be listening from. And if you're like me and you have an awful memory or you just don't want to have to remember when the next episode comes out, hit that subscribe button and the newest episode will automatically download for you. Just like magic. I love it. You can also follow the podcast on Instagram at Liquid Courage Podcast and on Twitter at Liquid C Podcast. And if you're still listening, I want to remind you that a pandemic is still taking place. And I don't say that to be a buzzkill or to scare you, but to ask you to please, please continue or start wearing your mask when you're out of your house and around other people. We should be treating people how we want to be treated. And if you want to be safe and healthy, respect the health and safety of the people around you. Please. Thanks again for listening. It means the world to me. Stay safe and take care. Thank you.